When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. Oh, here we are again. What excitements do you have for us? Well, you and I are both big fans of Wordle. Of which well, not just talked, us. Not, I mean, we quite a lot over the last few weeks, actually. We have. I um, finally seem to be doing a little better than you. I was doing lamentably to begin with, but yes. Yes, uh, although today... The answer, I suppose I can say what the answer was. because No, you, you must say. It'll be tomorrow. Okay. Be careful. Yes. Okay. Turn you your radios down now. Today's Wordle. Exactly. <laughs> Put your fingers in your ears. <laughs> yes. So the answer was shard. Um, and I got share and then shark and then sharp before I hit on shard. And the first time I've had one letter. I'd yeah, but you've been, you've been getting texts from me every day saying I had a choice of several words and I chose the wrong one yes, every exactly. time. So it, I, I believe it's payback. Anyway, but so the, the news, other news apart from the fact that we're playing it. Well, the news is the New York Times has bought it for mm. an undisclosed seven-figure sum, and I'm assume that seven figures doesn't include the decimal point, so it's actually in the millions. Mm. Um, and they say they have no plans for a paywall initially. Um, I understand what people are doing is bookmarking the Wordle site because that will remain so that even if the New York Times makes you register or log in or even heaven for offend pay, um, you can still use the site that's there at the moment. Well, as Wordle is a website and not an app, what I have done is bookmarked it on my phone, but hmm. added it to my home screen where it looks just like an app. And when you tap on it, it opens the, oh, uh, the website. Clever. It is clever. I still, being old-fashioned, prefer to do it on my laptop. Anyway, there was a report on it in The the Guardian this morning on the New York Times purchase, Mm -hmm. which uh, began, smart daily brain tease works magic, makes eager crowd happy, later turns truly viral until games adept maker earns great money. And what's good about that is they're all five-letter words. Five words. Yes, I realise that. <laughs> well, yes. I just thought that was cute. None of which have cropped up yet. I mean, apparently there are people who, clever bods, who've already worked out what every day's thing, they've hacked it, and so they know what every day's is going to be. So you have to oh, be very no, careful. Oh, we don't want to know yes. that. We but what I'm enjoying yes. is that there are people who put up um, archive Wordle. And the thing is, one of the great things about Wordle is once you've done it, there is no other Wordle that day, which is yes. wonderful. Everybody can share the same answer. That's, I think, one of the reasons it's so successful. People can either sort of lament how badly they're doing or crow. Um, but you can go back and play the early ones, which, of course, were originally only for the Wordle yes. maker's founder, who's called Wardle, I think, isn't he, or something he has, like that? Wordle is by Wardle. Wordle, but yes. Pe- Wordle. Of course, people have talked about what are the best words to choose hmm. um and i used to choose regularly uh, heist because it has e i s and t which are hmm. among the most common letters but then it occurred to me that he chooses the words to be obscure so they're not going to have the most common letters in most of the time does he so, choose the words or are they, or is no, it he chooses the words every day yes does he how do you he know that have. i well, assume they were have. random well coming up with one word a day is not that taxing is it hmm as long as you Hello. keep a record of which ones you've already used, of course. 
I was well, well, yes, no, but he can't be doing that. If other people have worked out in advance which words they're going to be, then well, either, they're, he, either they're psychics or they're, he's already programmed it for everybody. Maybe day. on uh, February the 1st, he came up with 28 <laughs> words, so he didn't have to worry about it until March. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it's, it's extraordinary how it's caught fire, given that, as we said before, it's a bit like that word version of Mastermind. It is. A board game years ago. But yeah, it's mm. great, great fun. We'll just have to see what the New York Times um, we will. does with it. So the uh, moving on, the uh, Oculus Quest 2. We have talked about, again, quite a lot on the show, the VR headsets that, mm-hmm. uh, that you, you had to go online. I think you already enjoyed it. It yes. is now called the Meta Quest 2 since Facebook have changed their name to Meta, which is ridiculous because it still says Oculus on it. It's still sold as Oculus and everyone talks about it as Oculus. Yes, Facebook is 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 desperate to get everybody talking about they Meta. Are, though are. after its collapse in its share price, um, people may not be. Hmm. Anyway, today um, I went on to, um, to just look around and make sure that everyone was still calling it the Oculus Quest, and I went on to the mm-hmm. Argos website, yes, uh, where they are selling the Quest Two, the upgraded version, to 128 gigabytes mm-hmm. um, for 299 pounds 99. Isn't that the same price um, it's always been? Yes, but that was for 64 gigabytes. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, right. So they doubled the uh, Oculus, or rather Facebook, or rather Meta. Yes. I mean, it's ridiculous. Have yes. um, doubled the memory. But also on the uh, Argos website, they still had the old 64 gigabyte version available at what they describe as the great new price of £298.99. Oh, saving one pound. You could save one pound to get 64 gigabytes less storage. And do you need more than 64 gigabytes storage on it? Uh, It depends on how many large games you're going to download, but no, you don't really. Hmm. Well, I sort of keep hoping that the price is going to fall to something I feel I can afford, but it's still some way away from that. I don't think it will drop below 300 quid. I think that's uh, that's going to be the price. I just have to play on yours then. You have to play on mine. Yes, a bit like school days really, isn't it? Come around (laughs) and play play with whatever (laughs) you've got. Let's have one of these. Now, you trigger those sounds, I know, from a a little app on your Mac. I do. But you have quite a small screen, so things get lost behind each other. That is true. Perhaps what you need is the Elgato Stream Deck pedal. Maybe. Elgato. Elgato, I do know the name Elgato. I believe you've you've already sold me on another pedal that actually, which I think is made by Elgato, isn't it? That actually turns pages of music. That's right, yes. Mm. Well, this is a similar kind of thing. Um, It's designed for people who stream video live, and it's it's three pedals in one, and you can make those three pedals do whatever you like. So you could have one to start recording or one to play a sound. It's not cheap, it's um, 80 quid. There's quite a lot, but you can also get their stream deck, which is six programmable keys for £70 or 15 keys for a bargain, £118. And then you could have everything you want to just with illuminated buttons. Wouldn't that be exciting? Well, it would be exciting. I don't know if it's actually any more useful than the moment. I mean, if I've got one screen, need to see another, all I do is press command tab. Well, that is indeed the case. Which is free. Which is free, yes. Yeah. That is once you've got the computer. Well, there, there is indeed that, but it's a gadget. And since it is effectively <laughs> yes. a gadget show, I thought I'd mention so, it. So, yes. And for once you try to get me to get the gadget instead of you getting it. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so, talking of gadgets, mm-hmm. um, the Royal Mail has got a bit gadgety 
uh, they're adding QR codes to their stamps. Yes. Um, and the idea of the QR codes is that when you photograph them with your phone, they will play an animation of Sean the Sheep. Because, of course, that's exactly what people want to exactly do. Exactly what people want for the Royal Mail, yes. Never mind the fact that people have got backlogs of posts that hasn't come for three months. What yep. they really want is an animation of Sean the Sheep, yes. explaining why. But not only that, but I'm, I'm not the only person to sort of buy quite a quantity of stamps before the prices go up. I think I've got yes. some dating back three or four price rises. But those stamps are not going to be usable after the end of next year. That's right, after the beginning of next year. January beginning of next year? yes. That's a, that's appalling. I've got so many of them. I know you can exchange them, but it just seems ludicrous. Them, yes. And I'm sure they're relying on many people not doing it. It's like I'm the sure Bank of England are. suddenly saying, oh, by the way, all the all the coins and notes you've got, you can't use them off the end of next next." Um, well, of course, they do say year. that when they bring out new banknotes, well, don't they? Well, oh, yeah, but it takes rather longer than the, the post office are giving people. It and they does. don't bring out notes saying, oh, if you put, point your camera at it, Sean the Sheep will talk to you, or, or the governor of the Bank of England will do a, a soft shoe routine. No, exactly. They, they, they smuggled this, uh, this uh, redundancy in um, really uh, quite underhand way, I yeah, think. In it, reminding us a little bit of the opening of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy when uh, the protesting Earth people are told the Earth is going to be demolished for a new hyperspace byway or whatever it's called, saying, well, the plans were on display in Alpha Centauri. Exactly. But, I mean, <laughs> so they'll probably say, well, all the plans are up in the post offices, but who goes to a post office these days? If you can who find one. Post- if you can find one, exactly. Yeah. Huh. Well, I'm up in arms. So I've got so an go, awful yes. lot of stamps to get rid of. Well, but you can you can get rid of them all at the same time. You don't have to queue do them one at a time and queue up for mm. each one. Yes, but as many people have pointed out, the problem with this is you've got to use the Royal Mail in order to return your stamps and get new stamps back. And I don't know about you, but I've been finding the Royal Mail singularly useless of late. Uh, well, they're having difficulty with getting the staff because they're all down with COVID, aren't they? That's what they say. That's they're what, down with COVID or down with Brexit. Say. Well, like yeah, I've seen many letters from people who said they've almost no post since Christmas. Yes. Um, mm. So yes. So basically, a failing service, and now they're trying to. Did you say you've had letters from many people who said they have no post since Christmas? No, I've read. Letters oh, you've read from them. People. Yes. yes. I was really lucky to read the letters because they could have been delayed. <laughs> well, that's true. Right. On we get. Uh, let's move on to. Um, horse riding, not something that you what? do regularly, I imagine. But apparently, horse riders communicate to their horses through their posture. So the way they lean and whether they're leaning back yes. or to the side or forward yes. tells the horse what they want the horse to do. This yes. is horse riders at a particular level. But how do the horse riders learn how to sit correctly so they're communicating to their the horses, you, you, I hear you ask. You didn't ask, but I'm asking no. for you. No, when I learned to ride, that was not a problem. You got on well, horses and you were told what to do. The answer, which has been <laughs> developed by a combination of the Chinese Academy of Sciences and the Inner Mongolia University of Technology. I didn't even know there was an Inner Mongolia, but I suppose it was obvious. Well, they've got an Outer Mongolia. They've got an Outer Mongolia, yes. And it is a smart saddle. And the saddle has seven pressure sensors built into it, uh, each of which uh, contains a triboelectric nanogenerator. How about that? Seven of them. Right. You want a triboelectric nanogenerator. I know I do. Well, yeah, I'm not sure I want it for this particular purpose. No. But if I had one, you didn't need a horse, of course. You could just put it on your office chair. In fact, you sit on a a saddle-like 
uh, chair anyway, don't you? I do, but it certainly doesn't have a triboelectric nanogenerator. I think no, I would notice it if it had. <laughs> it probably would. Anyway, so there you go. So that could be a way for horses to um, mm. uh, get better feedback from their riders. Something like you, that. Yes, you talk about the feedback from Bostrom, what you do in the saddle. I once um, went horse riding in Iceland. And in Iceland, unlike almost everywhere else except one place in Kentucky, the horse's gait is different. Um, it's extraordinary. So we got on these little sort of Icelandic ponies, and I did the usual, you know, standard bridge thing. I mean, all of a sudden, I had to bounce up and down in the saddle. As and the horse you stopped yeah. and looked round at me, thinking, what on <laughs> earth are you doing? Ah. It's odd, because the back doesn't go up and down. It stays level. It's very interesting. But only to those... Are these horses on wheels? Do. No, they're not on wheels, but it feels oh. as though they might be. Oh. So, right, well, I think it's time for us to have a quick breather. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So we've got no tech equivalent for breathing. So you're listening to Gadget and Gizmos. I'm Simon Rose. He is Steve Camplin. Where now? Uh, well, we're going on to scooters and Ooh. the safety of scooters. Uh, because scooters, um, they are everywhere now. And there's a mm. Transport for London reports 585,000 trips by scooters in the last eight months in London mm. alone since mm. they started the trial. But people are riding them on the pavement and they're crashing into pedestrians and they're causing injury. And one, mm. one problem is that pedestrians can't hear them coming. Uh, which, yes. which is a, it's a major problem. Um, UCL, University College London, uh, have been looking into this and they've been looking into the fact that it's called the cocktail party effect, where if you're a crowded room, you can hear your name even when it's sort of mm. softly mm. spoken across the room. Yes. And they have proposed that scooters should make the sound of a hi-hat followed mm. by a tuba. Right. Uh, the hi-hat... Um, representing the sound of a, of a twig snapping, which is something that you that people are trained to uh, to, to recognise yes. for predators, and the tubers are a kind of white noise. So it's not like anything else, but it's um, uh, it's distinctive. Now I have searched the internet. I've not been able to find uh, any examples of the sound that UCL proposed. So I've I've had to make one myself. Have, <laughs> is that what you want me to play now? We have a little listen to what we've come up with. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, let's have that again. Now, I don't know if it's supposed to make that sound only when it encounters a, a pedestrian or if it just makes it again and again it, and does again. It, it would get very boring riding a scooter if you have to go along the whole time listening to this. It would, wouldn't it? I, yes. I thought they were going to come up with a much more convoluted um, way of doing things. When you said, you know, the way that your your um, name can be recognised even in a noisy room. I thought we were going to programme every Londoner's name in and it would have facial recognition and would work out who you were and would then say, Hoy, Steve, get out of the way. Um, but, um, that may but be instead, some way But off. instead, you're getting that. You, you like that, don't you? We should, I do, we very much. I'm going to try and think of <laughs> something else to use it for. Um, 
But you say this with scooters, the problem is that cars are the same. The number of times that I have wandered into the road, even just our, our street, not realising there's a car coming because yes. it's electric and it is pretty silent. Well, yes, indeed. Yes. Um, and I'm very surprised that they, you know, there's not some rule saying they've got to make some sort of noise. It can be relatively inaudible to the people inside, but, you know, as we suggested, not, I think, once not before. people inside the scooter, it can't. No, but people inside a car. I yes. mean, you know, scooters are dangerous. People have died both on scooters and hit by scooters, but cars are even more dangerous. Well, and yet maybe they what are you need to do is for each car to play the sound of a different member of the orchestra. <laughs> and then in traffic yes. jams, you can enjoy... Either, you know, a new Beethoven symphony oh, or a new cacophony. But let, let us go back to something that was probably discussed, or in fact, probably just proposed by me, right back at the beginning of Gadget Gizmos, which is that car horns should be tuned. How yes. much more melodious would a traffic jam be if they were all in sort of thirds and fifths? Oh, that would be lovely, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? And then that occasionally would. sort of jazzy diminished seventh or something. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be lovely? Yes. Wouldn't it be lovely? People would yeah. actually want to be in traffic jams then. Well, and then hearses could always play a minor third, couldn't they? Yes. Just, to, just to, to give that sort of more dismal tone. Yes, absolutely. Yes. yes. But then cars imported from Asia probably wouldn't even use the same scale. No, that would be really confusing. Yes. Gosh. Yeah. Well, perhaps before we go on with this, we should go something else, I think. Well, let's go on to, while still on the scooters, uh, the scooters that you rent on the street, the ones that are actually legal to rent on mm -hmm. the street, from the likes of Tier and Bolt and those people, yes. um, they are geofenced, which means if you ride them in places where you're not allowed to ride them, the mm -hmm. engine's cut out. Mm -hmm. And there's a, a, a car, a scooter manufacturer, called Super Pedestrian, which is based in the United States, which describes itself as the Volvo of scooters, or right. its safety record rather than any... Oh, I see, rather than like it's boxy. Okay, yes. yes. Um, and this uh, detects when the scooter is being ridden on the pavement or being ridden dangerously, and, and it'll stop the motor. The trouble is that sat-navs, I don't think, are, are that accurate. And if it thinks you're on the pavement and suddenly cuts out when you're in the middle of traffic, oh, I yes. don't like the sound of it. Anyway, they're doing a trial in Nottingham, and we'll see if it actually... The, it the actually riding works. dangerously, do you think that just involves sort of weaving in and out of cars? Though even then, if it weaving stops in and out, it, yes. if yeah. you're actually weaving in and out of cars, you don't really want the scooter to suddenly stop. Yes. Well, then the answer is to go to Nottingham and take part in the trial, or indeed avoid Nottingham while the trial is taking place, Yes. and, and let them um, guinea pig it. Okay, well, let's have, a, let's have a quick break. And instead of our normal sound, let's just have this once more. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's the raspberry noise of the tuba, really. It is. It <laughs> just appeals to me so much. Would it be good if it were they were all in the other way around, the tuba and then the hi-hat? Uh, but um, tish. Yeah, I think, I, I, think I prefer that. I prefer that. All right, so where are we going now? Uh, well, also on safety, I mean, uh, being attacked by scooters on the pavement is one thing. Being attacked by sharks is quite something else. Well, you especially say? if you're on the pavement, yes. Especially if you're on the pavement. <laughs> well, this is our, 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 our crowdfunding time of the week. So I think oh, we so you want a fanfare then? Yes. And go. go to Kickstarter and you will find the Shark Stop Wetsuit which is a bite-resistant wetsuit. And it works using, and I'm quoting here, space-age polymer nanofiber technology. I think they've just thrown together all of the high-tech words they can think of in that sense. Yes, yes. 
Anyway, they make two versions, surf versions and dive versions, uh, both of which will set you back 995 Australian dollars, which is about 525 kids uh, quid. And it comes in three sizes, adult, men, women and kids. So you can now throw your kids into shark infested waters, safe in the knowledge that they won't be bitten. Well, that seems a pretty good idea. Right? It does seem expensive. But on the other hand, given the fact that if you get bitten by a shark, you might not actually survive, I suppose 500 quid's pretty reasonable. That's if you want yes. to go swimming in shark-infested waters in the first yes. place. But I guess if well, you're somewhere like Australia, you haven't got much choice. I think if there are sharks around, people usually know about it in advance, don't they? Maybe no, they don't. Can... Maybe the sharks just come up, yes. I think, yeah, they don't, they don't sort of have to sort of show some validity that they're allowed into a bay before they go in the sharks. I don't think. I think uh, mm. when people know they're around, one of the reasons often is they attack somebody, and then yes. they know there's somebody around. They will exactly. Oh, it seems a good idea. It does. Are you going to get one? Uh, well, given that I only swim in places that tend not to have sharks. Yes, no. me too. Well, you can um, you can never be sure. On uh, the pavement, for example. Place I go swimming sometimes just have porpoises and things, but I'm not particularly frightened of those. Where do you swim if they have porpoises? Uh, Brittany. They have porpoises, do mm, they? Yeah. Gosh, yes. extraordinary. Yeah. So let us move on uh, to, uh, it's been a, a bad week for Tesla. It's often a bad week for Tesla, although it doesn't seem to affect their share price. No, it never curious. does. Um, they've had to recall 50,000 of their self-driving cars, uh, which have been failing to stop at stop signs. Oh, that's a bit, of a, a bit of a problem. Car, well, if you buy a Tesla, you have to pay an extra £6,800 in order to use the self-driving facility, hmm. which I think is a bit much for one that doesn't work. Also, Now, are they, are they recalling the same cars they recalled last time? Are these different cars? I, I mean, they seem to recall cars. cars every month. They, were, they recalled half a million cars uh, at the end of last year, and this is another 50,000. I'm surprised we can see any on the street. It is surprising. <laughs> they said all have gone back to the factory, but maybe recording more than they're producing. The oh, mm, okay. Um, also, bad news for Tesla: were a 19-year-old German programmer called David Colombo has found a flaw in their software, and he's managed to hack 25 Teslas, um, which includes starting them up. Um, controlling their lights and the windows and reprogramming their set nav. And he's also discovered you can even hack a Tesla while it's being driven. So you can make the windows open and the music come on and the lights flash. You're rather disconcerting. It is disconcerting, isn't it? And if very it similar Elon to a, Musk, a plot in a TV series you and I watched called Elementary. Absolutely. Yes. Miller, there was an episode that was very much like that. There was. There was. Mm. So it can be done. So if you have a Tesla... Get yourself a shark suit now, because you yeah. never know where it's going to take you. <laughs> Let me stop for one of these. And the news that uh, China, eager to take its rightful place in the space race, mm. has built an artificial moon, Ooh. which uh, has, a, has a rocky surface um, and, and low gravity. And you sent me this, actually, on a clipping from yes. the Telegraph. What yes. the clipping from the Telegraph didn't explain was how they achieved the low gravity. Yes. And um, 
So I did a bit of research into this, and it is, turns out, it's uh, magnetic fields. And what you'd expect is, okay, so they have magnets under their surface and all mm -hmm. their spacemen uh, wear magnetic boots that are then repelled. But no, no, it is much cleverer than that. Mm -hmm. They were inspired by an early experiment uh, which used magnets to levitate a frog. Uh, this is not right. either frog wearing frog magnetic boots or wearing magnetic boots. Um, it's it's a process called diamagnetic levitation, and so frogs like uh, like the rest of us are full mm. of electrons. Yes, and normally the electrons are whizzing around in all different directions, which sort of evens things out. But when exposed to a high magnetic uh, current through an electric field. Um, it makes the electrons modify their degree of motion uh, and then makes them float. Hence That's the floating. Utterly shot. bizarre. It is bizarre. Um, but when you just when you're thinking, oh, well, I mean, the spacemen can go in, they can bounce around in here just like a yes. would on the moon. The low gravity effect is inside a 60 centimeter square vacuum chamber. Right. So 60 centimeters. Feet. Hang on a yes. second. That's not very big. It's two feet. I know, by and large, the Chinese are smaller than some other <laughs> nations, but that's but, but that's a little small. So no, it works for frogs, but not very useful for well, humans. Infant infant spacemen. That's the, probably the answer. Maybe astronauts. It'll so those kids that you place. haven't thrown into the sea in shark-proof uh, wetsuits can go and be astronauts in China. Exactly. Okay. Well, on that bombshell, uh, we end this edition <laughs> of Gadgets and Gizmos. We will, whether you want to or not, be back with another episode at the same time next week. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's Gadgets and Gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.